Hi, and welcome to the 86th edition of Keen Minds. We're back from the summer hiatus with Season 7, Episode 1, Louis T. Steinhill. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I'm Tessa, and um, I might as well introduce you to my lozenge, which will be in my mouth the entire time. It's let's start it on allergy season. Tessa mm. has a cold. I have got allergies. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's a blacklist time, so we love it. I'm just glad we didn't have to wait another nine months like last year. That was painful. I don't. I think I needed it last year, but overall, I wouldn't have wanted to do it again. No, it went. It was discombobulating. Um, and I know you took a step back from the blacklist during the summer. Uh, I did a full rewatch of all six seasons. So I'm fully up to speed. I have a couple of new theories uh, that I that are totally new. Um, and I know that will be controversial. Uh, and I'm excited about this episode. It was okay. I um I, I meant to do at least a season six rewatch before jumping in. I instead of pulling up the blacklist, I ended up starting in on Burn Notice that's been off the air for years. But it was it's been fun. I've been going through that. Um it's been my show to watch. Mm-hmm. Another good spy show. Um but I did watch the last episode of season six, uh, mm-hmm. in the hour leading up to the season premiere. And got really angry because I'd forgotten how much I hated the conspiracy (laughs) theory. Yeah, all over again. I was like, I'm sitting there turning it on and I'm going, huh, I don't even remember what happened with Diaz. What was the conspiracy? Oh, it was that. (laughs) But following it, I think 701 was, it it was fun. Um, I enjoy a good illusion. Uh, I, I felt like it was pretty predictable. At a certain point, um, before, you know, they started pulling walls away, but not necessarily in a bad way. Things can, things can be predictable as long as they're still fun. And I thought this one was fun. I, I liked, I like for once that is right now being kidnapped because for so many times Liz had been kidnapped. It was, it was, I know people thought it was ridiculous, but it's a theme and it's there for a reason. Yet it was like. Again, and again, and again. So it's fun that this time it's Red the one that has an epidural instead of Liz with a, with a needle in, in her yep. arm. Yep. We're going to make him the damsel in distress for, <laughs> for just a few minutes. Well, I mean, he's been captured before. I mean, he spent... But it was for 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 uh, manly and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and fun things like being... <laughs> Yeah, like being held in a, in a Judas um, cross, or or you know, or is Anslow Garrick uh, torturing him? I mean, some like nice fun things, like when the guy had Samara up there, uh, and and he was like, you know, kind of came to her and she had bump him, that kind of things. I mean, fun stuff. This was was different. Red was like feeling paralyzed. It was a very interesting insight into Red's character when he thinks he's paralyzed. It's funny that he doesn't go into like a full oh my god, OMG. Oh, I, I love that. I've been paralyzed before. <laughs> yeah. But no, I thought that was very interesting and very insightful on the team 
that he'd been running most of his life. And so what happens if he can't run? And that's what they did. They made it so he couldn't run. I thought that was very interesting. And I, I have a feeling that's going to come back around somehow, some way. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was a very, I, I thought a lot of people were like, oh, it was me, it was not that good. I thought, first, you know, that is a, a setup episode for the next one. Which is unusual to do in a, in an opening season. Um, you you usually open with a bang, but this time it's not unusual. It's, they they have done this before. Remember Esteban? Esteban was very much like this one. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, it was I just set setting up, up Agnes being kidnapped. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody gets kidnapped mm-hmm. all the time. Welcome to the blacklist, well, where someone has been kidnapped. I counted twenty seven fake death um 18 disappearances and um i think it's 18 use of doubles that's what we're gonna get All right. identity is huge <clears throat> oh well identity has been one of the the main themes of the show since the pilot mm-hmm. i mean that's been one of the long-running themes uh so do we want to start through our characters uh did you have anything about the blacklister specifically that well i thought it was very interesting because you you can clearly see that this is not what it seems from the very beginning in fact some people have been saying that the illusionist is not the guy who was uh acting up as the cop but it is the woman Ooh, that would be interesting Mm. Um, I mean, certainly Rent knows this woman. Um, mm. I mean, that, that much seems obvious to I, me. When we get down to Katarina, I have I, a theory that I was bouncing around with another friend that it's... She put it in, a, in much better terms than we ended up talking about it. I really like the theory. And uh, when we get down to her, mm. I have some, I have some yeah. thoughts on the blonde woman. Let's let's start by the guys who have last to do this this uh, episode. Yeah, um, wrestler didn't have much. I was really well. He didn't have much, but he had a very important part. He's like, I promised Red I wouldn't say anything, and there is me big black mouth saying yeah. all about this. I mean, in his defense, Liz had already thrown it out there. It wasn't no, like... No, no, I'm saying... He he did good. Oh. I mean, that oh. was a job at Liz. That was a job at Liz. Like, yeah, you're a blabmouth. Yeah. We promised Red we would not say anything. You kept on me all last season saying about, like, don't say anything, don't say yeah. anything. And then you come here and but you that's, just... That's Liz in a nutshell. She, mm-hmm. she goes at something, goes at something, until she decides to flip the switch, and then she flips the switch. It's all on her terms. Yeah, list list two sided things is is two sided. My side and my side. Yeah, yeah. It's what was it Tom said back in season two? You're gonna do what you're gonna do. You always have. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's Liz. That could be her life motto. And mm-hmm. uh, poor wrestler's just getting the whiplash from it. <laughs> yeah, and then wrestler. I mean, she really made wrestler look like an idiot. Poor guy. Because there it is, like he's saying, and you knew about this, and wrestler is like, I don't know. 
I have well, no. I mean, I mean, wrestler straight up said he said, you know, I I told Reddington I wouldn't say anything. So I mean, that was that was basically what what wrestler did, and also, I mean, he was actually making Cooper feel better about being taken by the charade. I mean, considering that he was taking when it was his turn and Liz to be taking in a fake hospital and all that. I mean, they all fell for it. Yeah. I mean, and why wouldn't they? It's mm-hmm. it's not a. It was a well constructed, a well constructed illusion. The way that they played the guy at the embassy was fantastic. I didn't see that coming. Um, I probably should have. I mean, but I thought that that was the. The uh, well, they they play with the emotional official. state. That's yep. why you don't see it. Because you're in an emotional state, you think your friend is taken, you or you were, you know, they don't know what the relationship and, is, but they also know that, hey, this guy really wants to get right into, into their clutches. Well, they're also playing off of the FBI being somewhat predictable. They have their procedures that they follow, they have trust in other government organizations, and so they are leaning into the fact that this government organization is going to trust, even though it's another government's organization, they're still going to trust them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and my question is, and uh, you mentioned this when I, I made a post a few days ago, I guess it was uh, Saturday, we're recording this on Sunday. Um, but they, the, the uh, file that they got on Cooper had his date, uh, his birth year is 69, but they had him listed as 49. And you made the comment that it... 64. I'm sorry, 64. 64. Um, you made the comment that it was from back in 2013. Which yes. would make sense, but they, the guy... They even the, said it in the episode. Well, here's the thing. They you disappear s- in 2013. In, uh, but that was before they got the file. And that's that's where my confusion comes there. Because that seems like that would make sense. But it was before they got the file they made that comment. So I'm wondering... Before the we... woman saw the file. Mm-hmm. The guy they may have had, it, had yeah. the file okay. before. In order to say, you know, like, hey, in 2013 you basically disappeared. You, you, they don't have anything new on you. And that makes sense. They're all UD fourteen, UD thirteen, OC. Yeah, maybe because I mean the the Lewis T Steinhill was talking to um, to one of the ladies that worked in there, and she was telling him that it was taking time to get the full file together, this and that. And then he appeared to walk it straight up. All of that was happening after the fake embassy official met with Cooper. And so you definitely got the impression he had just gotten the file. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I mean, it's, I guess, you know, they could have gotten the, I guess they could have known that it was difficult to get that information because there was nothing on there. They may have had that piece of information. <coughs> That's what I took it, that yeah. they had that. They were trying to get something else, but it was classified, so they couldn't get it. It's all I could think of. I have a long-running joke uh, at the office whenever anybody like starts running numbers past me. I said, "I'm sorry, I'm a words person, not a numbers person." And I mean, <laughs> so that's always my joke. That's exactly what I thought of as writing team. <laughs> so whoever's in charge of the continuity there, they're obviously a words person, not a numbers person. Someone did not run the calculations. That makes a whole lot more sense, though, and yeah. that that lines up a whole lot better. I. I, I prefer that, if nothing else. 
No, after, I tell you, after doing a, a six seasons rewatch, my my already uh, considerable respect for the writing team has increased tenfold. Um, I don't know if any of you have, you have followed, but I posted, uh, you know, the point of view. Uh, I also um, reblog a point, uh, a, a post by a, fr a friend in Reddit, and she just tracked the way they use words to create a mm -hmm. story. And it's fascinating. I mean, this this is no slouch team, and sure, they're gonna be some messes up. It's in, it's impossible to avoid when you have twenty two episodes per season. And we're on season seven. Yeah, it's it's unavoidable. It's human nature, but. All in general, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so you want to talk about Aram and his um, and his nanny search? God. <laughs> okay, and can we just talk about, is he dating somebody? Cause... I guess he was trying to date, but now he's just, he and Wrestler are playing chess. Okay, so he and Wrestler, okay, he and Wrestler are playing chess. I thought he was playing chess with the chick that slashed someone's tires. And I was going, Aram, that's not. No, no that's, that's when he, <laughs> what, that's when he said, you know, wrestler was like, "Oh no, no, no! You gotta start dating again, and then sign him on." Uh, and they're they're both like horrified. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had someone ask me why I don't date very much, and I'm like, "Because <laughs> I'm a writer; it's all going through my head." <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, okay. I, I was gonna be a little disappointed if it turned around and he actually was dating somebody, because that's just. I know that there's been some months in between, but this is supposed to be the love of his life. That you know. I think by now it's we're um, on probably eight months or so, six months or so. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of time. There's a six day split between last mm -mm. season and this season. It wasn't a full several months mm -mm, split. It was mm -mm. six days. No, no, no. This is starting like right after. Yeah, because Dimbe said he went to Paris six days ago. Mm-hmm. So, I, I do love it when they drop stuff like that in to give us a little bit of a timetable because mm. it drives me insane when I try to figure out timetables and they're like, this Well, they're being intentionally obstructs, obstructs it. Oh, I uh, And we'll get in there when we get to to, uh, <laughs> to listen. Or, so, I found it very funny when when um, some um, uh, when Aram has, I told you, Dayquil. Um, <laughs> that's what I needed to eat. Uh, when Aram, it's giving us the the rundown of what's going on. I have that in my notes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and he's like, "Yep, you're gonna need therapy. I'm gonna need therapy." Just hearing that. I said, and in which Aram is the entire audience going? We all need therapy now. But the problem is, the last time Liz tried to get therapy, the lady decided to try to make her a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. No therapy for them. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't work out so well. Um, although it, that it did free her up. I mean, she was so much happier just stewing people up and all that. It was, you know, I mean, if you're gonna do it, you might as well be happy doing it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she, oh. she basically roasted two guys alive in Alaska. She was like, "Yeah, I'm good." You know what? That's different. <coughs> when someone's coming at you, it's entirely different. Um, well, Aram had... wasn't like that. And then, you know, but then there you go. Aram went from needing therapy for killing a terrorist mm. to like, hey, you know what? 
Next time you do that, I'm going to shoot some bad stuff at you. Yeah, but I loved that bit with Aram and his, and now I need therapy too. But, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, Um, I'm just really glad because for a while there, shows had, it, I think it was a pretty short stint, thankfully. I hate flashback episodes. I hate them with every fiber of my being because Ooh. they litter just pieces. It was the major was the one they did in season Ooh. two. They littered just enough that it made it incredibly difficult to skip the episode because mm-hmm. they had things that were super important to what was going mm-hmm. on. Barely in it. Uh, we got Tom's, what he thought at the time was his real name in that episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I th- yeah, that was that one. Uh, I mean, just little pieces that were very important at the time. Mixed in with this horrible flashback episode that a lot of shows think are necessary to try to keep people up. I was very happy they went this route rather than wasting an entire episode doing it again. Because we're about that time that it's it's been a long while since we've had a good recap. And there's a lot going on. And I don't know how people casually view this show. Like, I don't know how they keep up. I have... I have my 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 test uh, among them. My actually my sister, my brother-in-law, my sister, and my brother-in-law, and they all keep up more or less okay, which is surprising. Okay. You know they're they're the the your the target audience defined, uh, older, well educated. They're they're just the kind of people for whom. It, I mean, they may not remember the little details, but they are following surprisingly well, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I maybe it's just the way my brain works. Uh, do you have anything else for a rom? Nope, that was it. Um, How about Cooper? Oh, Cooper, we got a lot to say about he Cooper. Does. Uh, do you have anybody else you want to go into before Coop? No, I'm I'm ready to jump into Cooper because Cooper is this is I was excited to read that we're going to get that episode 4 is going to be the Kuwait he, incident. He deserves a good episode coming up. He really does, especially an episode that deals with his past. Yes, and then we're also going to explore Wrestler and his father. Whoa, I, I didn't hear in, that. I didn't hear yes. that. Yay! It is in one of the things we're going to get an episode in which we're going to go back oh. to the origin story of Wrestler and the Father. Oh, going back to Detroit. Let's go. Oh, I'm so I'm excited. very excited about that because I've always suspected that there is something, a thread that connects all the people in the blacklist, especially I mean, the task force. Red put the task force together. There has to be something. And yeah. so, and I, I noticed, and I thought of you when he said it, uh, when I was watching the other night, him saying that he worked with Red. Because you've said for years that you think that they actually worked together, that they knew each other, that when he turned himself in, that wasn't the first time that Cooper had physically seen him. And so that was just a confirmation there that that he did know him. And... So what? Mm-hmm. Where are you lean right now? Um, did, about about red. Uh, did Cooper's 
I, I he felt- served with red. He said that. In fact, this is they. they yes, but do you think the red that we know is the red he served with? Yes. I don't. I've always said he's he's not an imposter in the sense that he's the man known to the U.S. Navy as Raymond Reddington. I've always suspected that he had had another identity. I always suspected that that identity was prior to enter the Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. And at the time before we heard the excommunicated thing of his father, I thought that he went in already as a spy in the Naval Academy. Uh, now we know he probably probably just threw him away and he just took another name and I always suspected Fitch to be the guy who gave him another name and put him in the academy. That would make sense. Yeah. In uh, fact, I think that that when when Cooper said it, it made perfectly obvious. They he inquired about a detail that was classified that uh, that Raymond Reddington would not have discussed with anybody and nobody outside that mission would have known about the testimony of a soldier in the case of a um, counterintelligence officer that was killed. I I definitely think that Cooper believes him to be the red that he knows. Um, if that's accurate or not, wait to see. Um, but I think that Cooper believes that, and I think that we... I felt like that was confirmation at the end when he's talking to Liz and they're talking about why she didn't tell him and mm. he says uh what was the line well apparently he rose from the dead thir- or he rose from the dead once before and 30 years ago uh, he can do yeah, it again Yeah apparently Reddington died 30 years ago he rose from the grave once I'm pretty sure he will again that was the line mm. And so I I got the impression that Cooper right or wrong, believes that Liz is incorrect, that Raymond Reddington is at least the Raymond Reddington he knew. Mm. Yeah, I think that that is a, is a masterful way in which they they have presented us with an answer, but no answer in the blacklist is ever black and white. Is always a way to surge out of it and, and so that all theories keep going. But to me, it's very clear. They just... There are just way too many people by now that have been introduced to us that call him Raymond in the most intimate of situations when no name would have made, would have been doing okay. And yet there he is. I think that he is, that Red is the Raymond Reddington, even though he had an identity. And I'm starting to get glimpses of what that identity is. Nothing I can share yet because it's not formed. But definitely, uh, I think that he is. I, I am with Cooper. I think that that is Raymond Reddington. And I think that that it, it's interesting the way they had Cooper just not even go there anymore. Like, he was the one who gave her the, the paternity test. And this time, he's like, you guys are so messed up. I don't even want to step in there. Yeah, he's going to... It goes back to Liz having to find her answers for herself. It's the same reason that, well, there are a lot of reasons Red didn't tell Liz about Tom. Mostly because he hired him from the beginning. But part of the reason he didn't just blatantly tell her who he was was because she she wasn't going to just trust that. She has to find answers out for herself. And I think that's kind of what Cooper's running with right here is that 
he found his personal confirmation that he trusts in, that, you know, he believes. But he is also aware that even if he explained all of his reasonings to her right there, it wouldn't convince her. She has it in her head, and until she sees something for herself, she's mm-hmm. not going to believe it. I think I, I actually have a slightly different interpretation of that scene than you. I think that Cooper would have considered telling her. And that's why he said that, you know, he rise, he rise, he rose from the dead once. But when he asked why, he said, when, listen, when, when I thought he was my father, I hated him mm. for abandoning me. And I think that's when Cooper just looked at it and said, this is really not my place to say because this is a deep family issue. I mean, this is this is Liz basically saying, um, I, I love him better when he's not my father because then he really loves me. As my father, my father abandoned me. And I think that deep inside, Liz knows that Red is her father. She's going through a lot of things in her mind to make her actions be okay. You don't agree with me. Uh, I'm still not. I don't know. And I, I was telling someone earlier. I said I'm. I am much more interested at this point on who Katarina is over mm-hmm. who Red is. <laughs> I I feel like I'm so burnt out on the Red question. It's like I know he's her father in some form, whether it's a father by choice, a father figure that his chosen to see her as a daughter and treat her as a daughter or if it's a biological father i really don't care (laughs) (laughs) um as long as it makes sense in the end uh it really as long as the story makes sense i'm not sure it matters as much Mm. right now and i've been i i feel like in a way i've felt like this for a long while because Katarina's kind of been on the horizon for so long. I've been so interested in her, but I didn't know how they were going to bring her in, what they were going to do, any Mm -hmm. of that. And so now that she is in the process of being introduced in modern day, we we think we know she's alive. Mm -hmm. I am much more interested in Katarina and her connection to everything and who this woman is, and if she's cat, all of that. Mm-hmm. Over red. Then you are over red. Yeah. I think that a lot of people who have been, I have probably, I've come at this with a with a very um, different perspective than most people, because, you know, contrary to what, a lot of people think that I never waver in my in my beliefs. That's not true. I actually waver every day and on a consistent basis. I actually evaluate the evidence all over again as if I were just presented with a blacklist and I just finished rewatching the whole thing for the first time and I'm like I don't and I always come to the same conclusions. So I I guess for me it hasn't been really that much of a roller coaster as it's been like an examination of 
okay, so how do they present this this time? And it feels like it's a carousel. They just they're going around and around this issue of who is red and who is red to list. And it looks like we're going back to the same spot. But we're not really doing that. We're I feel that we are going over and we're gonna probably have a very similar thing for Katerina when, when she appears. It, it is like is is red is it's accepting that she is the daughter of Raymond Reddington and then accepting that that she loves him accept him as his daughter to loving and accepting him for who he is not who he is to her to the final round will be accepting him as his father and loving him for who he is so it may seem like we're going back over the same idea, but it's not. And, and, and I think that it's far more interesting like that. And for so for me, I haven't really gone on the carousel of, oh, he's not Raymond Reddington, he's Raymond Reddington, he's not her father, he's not her father. Because every time that I examine, I always come back to the same answer is like, he's her father. And he's Raymond Reddington, or they Raymond Reddington, the naval, uh, the the Navy knows. And, and I agree with you. At this point, Katerina become is becoming a very interesting character because she's been the elephant in the room. She really has been. Uh, do we want to jump into Cat? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to jump into Katerina? Mm-hmm. Um, which Katerina? <laughs> I know, right? Okay, so I was talking with, uh, I think it was the night of the episode. Um, I was talking with uh, Blacklister214, and she made a post, and I got through about half of it, and I was so, ex- I was just running on a million miles a minute uh, that night, and so I like, read half of it, sent it over, commented on it, went back to go reread, you know, read the last couple lines, I went, oh, I just said exactly what you wrote all right then <laughs> um it was this idea uh if, if i remember i believe that um, it, it's hard now several days later trying to piece together what she said what i was thinking and where it all overlapped so not taking full credit for this by any stretch um but i really like the idea and it harkens back to a couple of different things uh, you've got the uh, the CIA officer that talked about Katarina being a ghost, a story, an amalgamation of uh-huh. several agents. Of several agents. You have Red talking about her being an illusion here after supposedly looking at her, mm-hmm. um, and her being the one that captured him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's not an idiot. Uh, the possibility of this woman being the one that's holding him is there or having something to do with that is there especially when he starts piecing together that the cops don't actually have him Mm -hmm. and i keep going back and this is the one that i i do know that i personally went back to legat from Mm -hmm. season four legat was for those that don't remember um legat was the assassin that Tom just, he was like, everybody knows the God. He was, you know, the gold standard, this and that. Come to find out, there is no Lagat. It is 
this a boogeyman. Yeah, basically, it's it's basically like a shell company, but it's a shell spy. It's a shell assassin mm-hmm. that he to has be there this, when the day you needed it. Yeah, and it's it it creates this omnipresence for this this assassin that makes him more vicious and more terrifying because the shadows are more terrifying than the light. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm leaning towards with Katarina. That there a was charade. that there was at least two women, maybe even more, that played the role of Katarina. There's the Katarina we know, Liz's mother, who I do believe is still alive. There was this blonde woman who really I don't think looks a great deal like Lottie. Um, now, granted, she was supposed to have had surgery and all of that. So, I mean, that's that's not really as big of a deal. But I think there were at least these two, potentially more. We don't know. And that they filled the role of Katarina mm-hmm. Rostova. And the cat that we know, uh, the Katarina that we know that was married to Constantine, who was Liz's mother, who was... In love with uh, with Red, who you know was childhood friends with Ilya, the whole bit. Lottie, Lottie Verbank, uh, Verbeek, uh, mm-hmm. that she's still out there somewhere, and she is who this blonde woman is trying to find. That she played the role, and for some reason, she's trying to find. I I want to say like the the original Katarina. Mm. I really am only leaning that way because it's the first Katarina we've met. Who knows mm. if she's the original? She may just be one of many. But the Lottie Katarina, the redheaded Katarina, Liz's mother. And, and, and she's you're, you're... trying to search that down. And if that's the case, it's also possible that we've got a similar situation with Red. That you had mm. a Russian version and an American version. I don't. I don't think that there was a Russian version of Red, but um, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, like, Katerina Rostova was the Russian spy that was the multiple people playing the role of Katerina, and then Raymond Reddington was a name that several spies mm. worked off of. I, I, I do agree with a lot of of that argument. The, the. Um the gist of that and that's what I've, I've been saying for that and in fact if you think about the things that Dom has said to Ren he said you were the architect of this charade that cost me my daughter that charade is not that uh, there was an Ilya who took the, the identity of Reddington because that yeah. didn't take his daughter out what took his daughter out of his life was the fact that she was working for the cabal and now she got everybody after her that's yeah. that's very simple. So there it, is a charade involved, and Red was the one who made it, and and that's the kind of things that Red does. Yeah, and I mean that would be perfect for it. And if one of the other Katarinas did something to piss someone off, maybe. Well, or... Liz's mother for sure <laughs> she pissed a lot of people out. <laughs> she did. Well, I mean there was. If, if she was, and uh, that's what I always said, that whatever people, some, some people argue that Katarina was not in the, in the, in the, in the original plan and she's an add-on. It's like, no, every blacklister that you can put in there have had to do with Katarina. The it, first blacklister that doesn't have to do with Katarina is Garvey. Wait a minute. They think that she's an add-on that they didn't yeah, like a lot she of people part of the original that, story. 
Yeah, that she was just an add-on, and and I, I I don't understand how that can be because she's too deeply entrenched in the mythology. I think yeah. they must have had her from very early. now. I mean, maybe not like when John Bokenkamp was sitting around scribbling notes down from their earliest ideas. I don't know, but you know, it's I would think when they started they, filming, they did uh, when they started like at, once he pitched it and partnered with John Eisendrath and they started the production of the Blacklist. I. Yeah. I would be hard-pressed to believe that he didn't know about Katarina. Maybe not every last detail about her, but mm-hmm. a good portion yeah. of where they wanted to go with her. The, I always say that that you have to... to. You remember me saying that from the very beginning. The Blacklist is like a, one of those house of mirrors in the, mm-hmm. in the, fair, in the, in the street, in the fairs. You, get, you walk in and you think and you see all kind of different things that are not where you see them they're they're there they're somewhere but not where you think they are mm-hmm. it's an illusion and red is an illusionist uh he his counterintelligence work was was really make illusions like legat exactly like legat mm-hmm. um that's that's what i think i mm-hmm. really am leaning because i I wanted to believe we had just met Katarina at the end of last season because I've been looking forward to her for so long. I wanted well, to believe I, it. <laughs> and and so, but I was going to wait. And, you know, the first episode into season seven, <laughs> I watched it and I went, I'm not, I said, I'm not convinced. And the long, you know, two, you know, a watch and a rewatch in, some time to think about but it. Why is she looking for herself? Like, yeah, I got, well, you know, they're good psychiatrists for that. The, if you the, need to find yourself. <laughs> Theoretically, though, she could be testing him. But at this point, why would she keep testing him when she's looking him in the face? If he's not going to yeah. give it to the fake, you know, eh, that's, that's yeah, when, across when the line there. When you start taking people's blood and you're like, you, you tell me or you die, um, that's not a test. I, I could get the, the test with a charade, mm-hmm. and obviously he passed with flying colors. Yeah. Um, but definitely there is something going on, both with, with, with uh, Raymond Reddington. And, and how do I know that there was, that Red was, he's always been a fan of by location, but he said not without consequences. And what was a consequence of, for example, that one of, of the things he said, and I know that if you accept that Red took the identity in 1991, none of this is going to make sense. But if you think Red is the Raymond Reddington known to the Navy, there was an instance in which somebody gave Sutton Ross a set of defective plane, uh, blueprints for a plane that couldn't fly. And he thinks it was Raymond Reddington. So it is possible that, A, the Navy decided that they were going to give these plans and they were going to use the name of Reddington because that was credible or cool or whatever, or that there was another Raymond Reddington that was sitting in a desk and making sure that whatever the real Reddington was going, people were following this other sap mm-hmm. all over whatever, making whatever missions. And he was a decoy, you know, in a way, and that he was the one who gave those plans or and even could be the one who with from whom those coordinates from the submarine were taken from, because I don't see. I mean, Raymond Reddington was a guy in the field. Where was he receiving coordinates 
he was not a desk guy. He was out there being kidnapped and in torture and in prisons and all over the world. And that doesn't make any sense to me. So I think that there was, I've always suspected that Gideon incident to be a false flag operation. Maybe they use a submarine to blow it up in order to blow up something else, like in Ilya Surkov, in which they blow up a, a, a ship, but they were, they were just trying to blow up the submarine cable. Um, there is something about that entire situation that we seem to have a lot of reds running around. One well, in the field. That's exactly the other what one. I meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, and it could, for him, uh, I, I think with Katarina, it was a working thing that, that, you know, it was supposed to be that there was multiple multiple spies working under her name. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Like I said, I've been watching uh, USA's Burn Notice. It's, it was mm-hmm. on... I don't know, maybe, I think it started in like, a, I don't know, about 10 years ago. It's it's a little older. Um, not super old, but but a little older. Um, and it's it's a great spy show, if anybody's ever interested in a good spy show. Uh, fun spy show. Um, but at least once or twice so far, he's had people, because he his name, he's a burned spy, and he's had people because the name Michael Weston is something that's known in the intelligence community as this badass spy. Mm-hmm. Like, people will use his name to do things. Mm-hmm. And when they don't want to use their own. And he's like, that's not me, stop. <laughs> you, know? mm-hmm. you can't do that. <laughs> and that's that sounds kind of like what you're talking about with Red here. You know, that, that someone used his name. It may have been with his permission. It may have been outside of his permission that they, you know... Hey, when you're in the Navy, they don't need your permission. You're, you're a property of the government, so if they want to use your name, you'll like it. And, you know, if you're working covert ops, not going to have would much... You even, yeah, how I would mean, you even know what was done? Well, how Only when you, you get when you start getting crazy people coming for you. How would you know? And better yet, how would you prove it wasn't you if your entire purpose is to be somewhere nobody can verify? Exactly. I mean, if you're working off the books, then, you know, yeah. on covert black ops, you can't say, oh, but I was over here. Really? Yeah. Were you? No, that's classified. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's... My defense is classified. My offense is classified. I'm classified. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and I think that for Katrina, I think that, that, and you know that I've said that for a long time. I do agree with you 10,000 times that there were more than one Katerina. And and Red said it, you know, she's an illusion. Uh, she's a figment. Um, nobody can find her. And if you look at the way that the writers have used words similar to that throughout six seasons, what you get is um, the major created you, the man who made you, uh, the the guy who invented you, this one doesn't exist because I, I invented her. It's that has been consistent words used for for creating a, a, a character that didn't exist. So I, I do think that that Katerina Rostova became a basically a legat. Yeah. And I'm not even sure that the Katerina that we met, the Liz mom, was actually doing that much spying as it was creating this persona. I think. I go one step further in that I don't think Katerina was really a KGB spy. 
I think she was CIA. And that's the reason why the first thing the CIA does is says, oh, no, she didn't exist. Just like they said of Elias, of um, Brian Osterman. No, he didn't exist. We don't know who he is. Uh, Tobias R- Ruther doesn't exist. Um, and and her job was to infiltrate the KGB. And once she infiltrated the KGB, because the KGB operated in such a, a compartmentalized way so that if somebody was compromised, it couldn't compromise anybody else. It was just a very straight line of you knew just the person above you and that's it. So I think that at that point, once she infiltrated the KGB, I think that they used that name to do all kind of counterintelligence things. To turn people, to test people, to uh, put a bad intel out there. She became this this mythic um, name. Uh, but what is interesting to me is that Katerina was tied to the cabal. She was actually in Russia doing, investigating all the people that were, that were, that they needed to turn in order to end the Cold War, which was what the cabal wanted. And they find the people that they couldn't turn, like Berlin, and then they found a weakness in him, which was a daughter. They faked the daughter's death and when he compromised himself, he ended up in Siberia, out of the of the way. So I think that Katerina was the person doing that. She was the one identifying those weak points and the ones. And the other Katerinas, I think, were creating the legend because the legend made it so much easier. So you think she was a handler of sorts? No, I think that, that no, I, I think that she was the main objective of having created the identity. And then there were other Katerinas, like this woman. And I'm not even sure that this woman could have not, not been a Russian. Yeah, that was something really interesting with her, is, I mean, cause she didn't speak with a Russian accent. It's not like you can just look at people and go, oh, they look Russian. I mean... Mm-hmm. I guess if you know that they're Russian, you can go, oh, yeah, they kind of look Russian, but it's, it's, you know, it's not like there are any super identifying yeah, because extreme he... features that are super, super Russian or anything. The well, accent is going to give it away for the most part. <coughs> and so the fact that they kept going back and saying, well, the woman's Russian, she's Russian, she's Russian, that was, I mean... So many people said it. We don't know her name, but she's Russian. Mm-hmm. The blonde if Russian. You re- it's if like... you remember correctly, they did the same thing in... Um... Mm-hmm. When Jennifer was searching it down. Uh... Yes, they were, they're Russian. And they did the same thing with Berlin, the it Russians. Lets... I'd forgotten about Berlin. But it's... They kept... Uh, with the I'm blanking on the woman's name that Jennifer spoke to. Oh, Renard, she's... Marguerite Renard. Yeah. Um, but... She did it, and then uh, these people that worked for Steinhill did it, where it was the Russian, the Russian, the Russian, and they waited for the other person to go Katerina Rostova. It was Jennifer mm-hmm. with Marguerite, and it was Liz here mm-hmm. saying, you know, they, it's we've talked about it before that Red does this. He leads people to the answer. He won't lie to them directly, but he'll lead them to the answer he wants them to run with and let them come to that themselves. And that seems to be what's going on here. Now, the interest—the interesting thing is that Red called her Katerina. 
and he seemed to recognize her. And so that's what makes me think that she is basically a Katarina Rostova doppelganger. Because mm-hmm. he, I don't think he mistook her for his Katarina. Mm-mm. I think that there is a kill order out on all of them right now. And, or what was it a kill order? Was that what the, the initiative yeah. was? Um, yeah. And so he was trying to get to maybe all of them i don't know but he was trying well to get... they, they would find one and they would kill yeah. her not knowing if it was the same they would probably kill them all if he didn't know which one was the and i think that he's all going back to the secret keeper and who knows maybe he was trying to lead them to this other fake katarina that would have been great mm. <laughs> um just didn't expect her to dose him in the middle of paris uh but yeah, I mean, no. obviously she was she was aware and she was waiting for him. Mm-hmm. So unless the stranger betrayed him, it's like she knew that she would be coming for her. I do wonder if he did, though, because, I, and this goes back to the fact that I just rewatched 622, is he said, I love you because I can trust you. And it's just, it's one of those lines that having watched The Blacklist for so many years, it kind of keys off in your brain and go, Oh, you just jinxed it. <laughs> you know? mm. And so I do wonder if he has, at least to a degree, betrayed Red somewhere. It, I don't know who he is yet. I He gave me a brother vibe. Yeah? I mean, well, they obviously knew each other as children. They talked about knowing each other as children. And so that's, you know, brothers, cousins. Could have been yeah. family of some sort. Yeah. yeah. And one of the points you were saying before uh, that we went on a tangent and, and got lost in the tangent is a like, tangent? Yeah, we never do that. Was that, I mean, the name alone wouldn't tell you somebody's Russian. How many Americans yeah. have Russian names? Yeah. They sound perfectly, I mean, you want to say, hey, that's a Russian. But they don't know her name. That's the yeah, thing. Nobody like, knows her name. Because they kept saying, who is this woman? We don't have a name. Well, the description then, she's Russian. How do you know she's Russian? Were they told she was Russian? Well, why Probably. were they told she was Russian? It's, it just, it was said so many times by so many different characters that there, there is a point there, especially mm-hmm. since she doesn't have a Russian accent. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with Constantine. Constantine didn't have a Russian accent. He was um, also in fact, going I... under the, the name Alexander... Uh... Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. Hard to do when you when you have a, a hard Russian accent. In fact, for that matter, Don doesn't have a Russian accent. He has some accent of some sort, but not Russian. And I, unless we're talking about the fake Russian accent and talk about beats when he's near Liz and trying to lead her in a direction like, hey, I'm Russian, beats and vodka. I mean, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hi, I'm it, Russian, beats and vodka. I want to get a t-shirt for you this <laughs> We need to make t-shirts, keen mind t-shirts. I am Russian pizza and vodka. Yeah. Like I'm an I'm an Irish. You know? Beer and and, and green. I, I mean that's 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 what the first thing your mind goes to when you're trying to make your, your granddaughter believe that you're the Russian. Cliches, yeah. Is I'm a beet and we're doing vodka and <laughs> like hello. I vodka, yes. I don't know like beets never scream russia to me but maybe that's oh just... my god they got huge beats is the source of um, most oh, okay. of the vodka is made out of beets oh okay all right that makes sense then and the sugar in i in actually russia don't is made of beets. i don't drink vodka very much so that would explain 
It's not my uh, my drink of choice. Yeah, and borscht and all that. I mean, beets is one of those things very entrenching in, in Russian okay. culture. So, yeah, I mean, that was just... Um, so I, I think that there, we're looking at a charade. I mean, this woman... I'm sure that she's a Katerina. Her name might even be Katerina. It's not an uncommon name. It has been used 14 times, Katerina or, or its variants in the show, 14 times. And it's not that they cannot do names that they don't repeat. They have some that they have only been used once. Plenty. Now, sometimes they have names of... I think they're going off like they have people that... Mm. They know. Now, I will say, and this may be what they're doing. My guess is there's a reason when they repeat names, just this show. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I came across something the other day. I have, in my pilot episode, I have a, a minor villain whose name is Frank Armini. And, like, I was working on a later episode, and I was trying to come up, come up with a name for a guy, and suddenly he became Frank. And it And it took me a minute, and I went, why are all my villains named Frank? <laughs> so, I have no idea. Sometimes it right. just happens. Tell us about the Frank in your life. I, I don't know any Franks. <laughs> the only Frank I think of is Frankie uh, Sinatra, and I love him. So, I don't know. <laughs> but apparently, my brain thinks for my pilot series, if your name is Frank, you must be sketchy. <laughs> I don't know. That makes life a lot easier because you meet you meet a Frank and you know he's a bad guy. I know it's like people wearing plaid. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. And I, I identify a new one. <laughs> when you share a glass of scotch in the show with someone, you're about to betray them. Ah, uh, every single occasion. Huh. Interesting. I I will probably go back and do a full rewatch after the show's done. Mm. So it'll be, especially, you know, if Tom pops back up at the end, <laughs> I will definitely go back and do a full Or one. if my theory turns out to be correct. Which one? Red is red and, and, and Katarina is Carla. Oh, well, why would that... Fake her death again. Why, why would that encourage me to do a full rewatch? Just see where I was right. Oh, okay. All right. Well... <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a valid reason. You guys should see her face. It's fantastic right now. <laughs> I've missed our recordings. <laughs> so we have we have Katarina down. I mean, it was a brilliant plan. I mean, that was worthy of Red. Make it believe. That's the same thing that he did to Madeline Pratt. The same thing that he did to so many people, making them believe. Um, how he got the in the in season one, how he got Nico down. By making me believe that he had killed the other guys and led him on with Mr. Vargas. I mean, this is the kind of stuff he does all the time. Illusions. Yeah. So it was good that he, he got it done and, you know, he was paralyzed and all that. I find it funny that he started to, to flirt with the nurse. Um, <laughs> did you I catch didn't. That? I mean, it's red. Yeah. Did you catch that he got that he was not in Paris when he looked at the phone and they had a football I, Yeah, team? that was, as soon as I saw that, I, I went, eh, that's not a French phone, but okay. I mean, it was in English. It was, mm-hmm. of course, he was never supposed to see the phone, but you would think that the illusionist would have 
Mm-hmm. That you would have taken phones away or something, or gave them like fake phones. Yeah, I mean, French. it was it was just a weak link I, in his in his. Uh, I think that setup. that they they think, and it's true. I mean, most of the of those things rely on an emotional moment. Most of these charades, they go into something that is fast. Is is it? You don't have time to think, and you don't notice. Yeah, and they were betting on the idea that if they convinced him that he, that Katarina had betrayed him to the point to make it so he could never run again, which is his thing, he's very good Mm -hmm. at running, if she basically made him vulnerable for the rest of his life, even if the FBI got him out of there, he'd be useless. I mean, he wouldn't be able to do... Maybe not useless, but he wouldn't be able to do most of the stuff... Ruin on mobile. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to do most of the stuff that he's been doing for years. He just... In many ways, he would just be a sitting duck. I mean, I'm not trying to make yeah, too much of a joke it's, on. But it's it, hard to be a criminal on the run when, when you can't run. You cannot walk. When you and, cannot even walk. And so I think they were betting on that rush of anger there at her and just saying, screw her, I'm going to give away all of her secrets. And so they seem to think, though, that he thought that the Katerina he met with was the real Katerina. I, so, I don't think that that would work because that's her hiring these people. So I think that they were counting on him either not remembering mm-hmm. or uh, just thinking, well, at the end of this thing, they're, you know, if they got a, a, a directive to kill her, maybe I can save her. Maybe these people will get her, maybe she will not be killed. I don't know. Uh, or it's... or he was he's so desperate to get back into U.S. custody that he will give us Katerina. Yeah, see, that didn't... I don't know. It's. I think there's a missing piece there. Um, I, mm-hmm. I. I think it's still to come. There's. It's just one of those things. Like you say regularly, put a pen in it and come back to it. I. There's something off there, and that's going to be a mm-hmm. question that I'll look for an answer for moving forward. Well, it, it seems like what she wanted to know for me, unless she started asking different questions once now she's face to face. What she wanted to know where where is Katerina Rostova? And and I think that if this, it makes sense if this woman is. If this woman is is a Katerina double, or was one of the Katerina Rostovas, it makes sense that she is very eager to give them the real Katerina, the right Katerina, and save herself. Oh yeah, because the sooner they got the the right one or the another one, she's safer. But I guess the question becomes: while he thinks he's talking to the French police, the French police. If if this theory is correct, that's I'm not yeah. saying it definitely is. It's mm. it's the one I'm certainly leaning towards mm-hmm. right now. But if the theory is correct and there's multiple Katarinas out there, a French cop likely wouldn't know that. And so mm. if he it, if and the moment that at one point Red believed him to be a French cop, mm-hmm. and so him coming up and saying where is Katarina Rostova. There would be no, you know, this woman just had you beaten. If Red didn't, 
if she didn't have to get, I feel like there's so many she would have she would have said you know what this woman doesn't deserve my yes, whoever but, she is but this one her, doesn't deserve but giving her up would do them no good in finding the real one does that make sense giving blonde Katarina up would do them no good finding the real Katarina or at least our Katarina well it might a derail them for a bit enough time for him to tell the real Katarina and then follow mm-hmm. follow him okay maybe or it might be a way a link to the real Katarina that they have to follow because in order to be a Katarina Rostova they had to have known something about Katarina and that whatever remember when you're trying to find somebody like Lord Baltimore or or um, Samar you need to know things about them. Mm-hmm. And the more things you know about them, the easier it is to find them. Yeah. I just, I feel like there's a piece in there that we don't quite have the answer to. Yet. But I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm pretty sure that this woman is not Liz's mother. I don't think she is. I mean, just the, the way she was talking about, you know, the, the Liz Keen uh, intel, is it accurate? Is it, the, it was... It was very clinical, mm-hmm. and I'm not even sure that she would know. Like, it didn't seem like she knew that Liz is Masha. But here, well, I mean, she would have to because that was Maybe? all over the papers. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. That's yeah. true. That now, I'm gonna surprise you with whom I think that this woman will be asking for his for her daughter, and I'm gonna surprise you too about who I think this his daughter is. Whose daughter? This woman's. Okay. You think that she has a daughter out there? Uh, yep. Okay. I think that, that Jennifer? is Jennifer. I think part of that charade and when they had to run was like to make the daughter safe. You know, that maybe that's what her anger is. You know, and then things, I mean, basically now she's lost. She's gone and nobody knows where she is. Mm. It's interesting. I'll be very curious. Like I said, I'm a lot more interested right now in answering the Katarina question than I am the red one. And so, I don't know if that's intentional on their end. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I don't care who red is right now. I care who Katarina is. <laughs> I, I found... Um, I, one of the things that I that I wanted to touch in here, because it, it's... it's a very interesting thing that Red said about Katerina is that some people have soulmates. Katerina Rostova and I share one. I know that a lot of people have interpreted like we share a soulmate. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, you. I mean, what is this big love? You know, um, wrong show, guys. Um, well, I, I got the. Imp- I interpret that as they shared a soul, as in they were soulmates. Um, that that's Beyond how I soulmate. heard it. Yeah. That, that's and, how and, I heard the statement. And, uh, and and for a lot of people, when people are married, it is said to be like their soul becomes one. Mm-hmm. And it, I found it. It likely comes from a biblical uh, yes. background with, you know, the, the husband leaves the family to marry the wife and they two become one. Yeah. So that is, to me, was a very interesting thing, especially in light of, of Carlarina. Because if 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 I'm right, 
And and just and just uh, you have hey, to hey, you let you let me go on my go <laughs> in your face, yeah. You have, I mean, I wish that I could describe Jennifer face in this moment. It's like she's like, oh boy, here we go again. I, I had <laughs> someone ask me the other day about the Carlarina theory and like to explain. I was like, that's that's not my theory. That's that's not my theory. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's not mine. <laughs> If from that point of view, let's say that he said, um, you know, we share a soul that is a woman he was married to. So I think that and from the writing perspective, if you look at this thing, you're you will introduce from a writing perspective, you will introduce a character, even if he's under a different name early on. If she's a central character, she cannot be introduced in season seven for the first time. She can be. She can be. Um, because they have introduced Katarina. We heard her name first in... Did we hear Season her two. N- season 220. two. 220. Um, and so it, hearing her name with the type of character that she is, you could do that. You could have her... Because you're not supposed to know if she's alive or dead for the longest time. So I think that they could introduce her... I, I wouldn't see that but, as a faux pas. Now, I I agree that it's possible it could have been introduced as someone else. I just disagree that it's Carla. I mean, I I, I don't We're pers- taken by the illusion. <laughs> and I I have said since this theory came out, you know, that I could very well be wrong and if it turns up and Carla pops back up and suddenly she's Katarina Rostova, I I will be the first one to say Tessa was Find right. The chocolate fedora, I need it. You will you will not need to pat yourself on the back. I will pat you on the back for you. <laughs> yeah, this is um to me it makes sense. I mean it makes sense that he's married to this woman. He can't betray her because he will be like betraying himself. And that's you know, Redman has many I relationships he he's never married. I think he loves mm-hmm. her, whether he was married to her, whether he wasn't. I'm not sure that really matters with him. The, you know, a piece of paper to red doesn't mean a whole lot. It's... Yeah, but loyalty does. Exactly. And so I think that, that that's why he couldn't betray her, because he loved her, she meant a great deal to him, and he, he can't betray her. And so... There were there were a lot of things that we saw in this episode. Um, hold on, I. Well, I that that thing about about Liz is important. About Liz being so angry with Red because she has mentioned many times like you 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 mm-hmm. you don't have a right to be looking for Jennifer. You abandon her. You abandon your family. Well, it's during is... the pilot. She mm-hmm. she said that he didn't have a right to talk to him. He didn't have a right to talk to her about family because he left his on Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that has been a running theme of abandonment of family that has stuck with her so deeply. It's one of the reasons that she wanted to adopt was because there was this feeling of being abandoned. And she talked about it, you know, she always thought her mother was going to come back for her, that she created this illusion in her mind that her mother was this ballerina off dancing across the world that she was going to come home to her someday. And Ooh. she wouldn't be this abandoned child. She she always had that. And Tom had a similar reaction and that he 
talked about when when she asked him if he wanted to follow up on the Scotty thing in season mm-hmm. four, I think. Yeah, yeah he felt four. abandoned, and, yeah. and they're not. And and we have a third adult that grew up as an abandoned child, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And they all have the same thing, this abandonment thing. Yeah, it's definitely a running theme that's been very, uh, very strong through this. Um, the, another thing that we learn in the in the episode was this very tiny little thing of Liz saying that Raymond Reddington died in 1991. There I, you go. I have not I have not run a timeline in a very long time for this show. It started breaking my brain. Mm-hmm. And so, well, is ninety one the wrong, wrong year? Yes, for that? it is. He, it was ninety. Exactly. That's the time he disappeared. And 90. granted, he could not. He could have died. He could have died after he disappeared. But the thing is, it's in, it's interesting because it's one of those things that the Johns love to do. They give us a little something there, and you go like, "What?" So now they're reconning the whole timeline, and then you start thinking. Wait a minute, let me see it. And that's why I went and I did from every character perspective. What do they believe at the end of each season? It was very important. Because Liz is basing all her information on, she learned that the fire, we know that the drowning made the newspaper. So that is a day that she has to have fixed. She knows the day that Katerina went in the water in, in, in Cape May. Because there were papers about it. She also learned last season that there was a surgery on October 3rd of 1991. (coughs) Those two events are in 1991. And she's basing the death then on what? On the fire. A fire that she found with a stain at Dover Motel. Remember, she told Jennifer last year, like, uh, I, I already did, I investigated that, and I, I was taken to a motel in Dover, and but that's a dead end. And with that date of that stay in the Dover motel, Jennifer looks for a fire that happened that date in the, in the Rehobo Beef Beach House, and she finds it. So all of those fire things are based on that, Dover Stay Motel. But one thing that is interesting is that Liz doesn't know that she was left with with Kate. She thinks she was in foster care. Yeah, and that was interesting. And she didn't actually agree to that because... Well, Aram was repeating the stuff. And she said, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, basically, but it was something very similar to that. It was, um, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so she wasn't saying you were exactly right. It was you got the gist of it. Let's move on mm-hmm. to the next piece. It wasn't anything that she felt needed to be corrected. So she may or may not know that Kate had her. It may mm-hmm. have been, I mean, because she was adopted by Sam, it may have just been something she didn't feel the <laughs> need to correct. It didn't weigh enough on the story for her at that point. To correct Aram on that, but but the the ninety one uh-huh. date is is the the indication, and what I'm thinking here is that what I'm thinking here is that we have 
if you remember in season two, the fire was a classified thing. Braxton was going into a classified network mm -hmm. to find, armed with the house, the fire, and the girl, to find the location of the fulcrum. So that fire is not something easily findable. Yeah. I'm thinking that that fire in the Rehobo Beach was nothing to do with the fire where all of this happened, and that Dover Hotel is not the motel where Kate was staying. I'm thinking that's a fire set as a decoy fire in order to create a false trail that led to Raymond Reddington because it was a house where Raymond Reddington rented a house. So it was the house, Raymond Reddington house, there was a fire. It created a narrative that was easily followable. The one thing that impressed me because Cape May was a weird place. The East Coast is full of beaches in which to walk into the ocean. Lots of them. It's a whole coast you can walk into the ocean. Why Cape May? And Cape May and Rehobo Beef are literally across each other in, a, in the narrowest point of that bay. So it occurred to me that Katerina doesn't seem the kind to be suicidal, to be walking in the water one, two, three times, and then about to jump from a building. You know, my opinions of Rasvet. Nice tail, Dom, you did good. Um, I'm thinking that Katerina had a plan to make that drowning that involved a boat, and then going across the bay to Rehobo Beach, and then she just covered her tracks and creating a false fire. Since they were likely to know there was a fire, that fire led them up a path instead of the other path, the one that is not findable. Because if they had been, if that had been the fire, Braxton, I mean, Peter he would have found it easily. Yeah, he would have found it. That's not classified. Everybody knew. I mean, Jennifer had a piece of paper saying, hey, there was a fire here. You know, something in this whole trade, and if you think about it, Katerina stages a drowning, which is a dangerous situation to do. I mean, you can really get killed here. That's not an easy way to stage a death. You have to have things planned. It was easy enough for her to do if she had help or whatever. But why on earth after that? She's going and being seen two weeks later in the ferry, in the Cross Sound Ferry, to give her mom what? Like she could have met her in, in the middle of the woods yeah. or a night in a motel. Why a trail... Uh, uh, the Prague thing with the picture. There is a trail that doesn't make any sense to me and, and almost feel like either somebody was creating that trail with sightings in order to draw attention away from where she was or somebody was using a, uh, creating a sighting in order to keep Velov engaged in finding Katerina, not saying, okay, well, I guess she drowned. Because something in there doesn't scream to me right. That doesn't scream the Katerina that was so able to, you know, get out of any dark situations. Don't you agree? There's a little weird things going on in there. Yeah, I mean, I I would have to go back. It's been a while since I watched CrossFit, so. I would have to go back and watch it for the order of everything. That's really, hence the reason I wanted to go back and do season six again. I just didn't get around well, to it. 
Rasmussen and the Brockton, the Brockton College Killers, in my opinion, is the motor load of of canon in that show, yeah. in that season. That was I it. really liked Brockton College Killer. I liked that one. And and I think that that Rasmussen is important to watch and and when you rewatch, just look at the things that Liz is leading. She's leading the story. So the important things in Rasmussen are the things that well, Liz didn't say. That's exactly what I was saying about with uh, with Katarina is the leading leading in. We've seen that in multiple places. Red does it when he's trying to get someone to something. They were mm-hmm. doing it with Katarina, both with Jennifer and with Liz here. You mm-hmm. know, the Russian woman, the Russian woman, Katarina Rostova. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's been something that people have done across the board in this, this show where they are leading. It's usually Liz. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, because... Liz is so desperate to find this answer that I think she's easier to manipulate with that. Yeah. That's why you need people like Wrestler, like Cooper, and her whole team saying, around her. like, whoa, this doesn't wait a minute, make this doesn't make sense. any sense. Yeah. And I think Wrestler and Cooper are definitely that. Although I have a feeling that the one who's going to go into Koslov is a Ram. I think Aram is going to investigate that name and is going to dig things up. Because even Wrestler last season was like, that doesn't make any sense. That story makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, especially when you think that the banks, and, and Aram said this, I'm, I'm happy that he included that, that there was no reason for anybody to be, to become Reddington because the banks have never seen Reddington because the accounts were not opened by yeah. him. Yeah. So anybody with the same way that they got the money out of the Gideon stuff with fingerprints and the passport, that was it. It was in a password. That was all that was needed. So there's something in, in all this that, that is striking me. The other thing I wanted to mention you, <coughs> um, the other thing I wanted to mention was, and you're going to appreciate this because you know the, the, the blacklist writers, they if they like an idea, they will hit you on the head with it as many times as they can possibly get away with it. Right? Yeah. So remember that whole cockamamie story of Tom and your mom is a double? Yes. From from redemption. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 Howard is like, no, 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 she's she's not your mom. Of course, when you see them together, he's reacting to her as if she is Scotty, because she is Scotty. He just used that in order to create an emotional separation between Tom and her mom because she was like, oh, my God, I don't think I can spy on her anymore because she's my mom and she's I've seen her suffering. And, and Howard is like, no, 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 she's not your mom. She's a double. This is all a, this is all a, a, a thing. See, I always... That's possible. I mean, because Howard's hella manipulative. <laughs> oh, Howard. <laughs> oh, Howard. <laughs> I, I love I'm Howard. Still I hope they so, bring him back. I, I'm still so sad that that's where it ended. I'm like, no, I need to know. Cause I, to this day, I don't think Howard, like, I, I think that he was very much like Red, a ends justify the means. If I have to lie to my son, use him, this and that, I'm going to do it because it's going to get him get him to a place that he's safe. And I I think for at least a time Howard truly believed that that it was a possibility that she was a double. Well, 
But you remember when they come face to face and he said, you kill the hit and he's like our son. And she's like, that was not it. I mean, I know that uh, it, maybe it not, was maybe so not a powerful. Double, maybe not a double, but he did. I think, she, I think he either thought she was or she was a spy. Oh, she definitely a spy. I but, I still to this day think Scotty was a spy. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, mean, I, think, I agree with you. I think in fact that I that, think I think Tom came by his you know certain yeah, set but, of skills very naturally. <laughs> oh yeah, I I agree. But I mean, I, I know that it's tempting to think that he's there because you want to believe that that he wasn't really using, but. It was very, very, what he did basically is telling, at the moment that Tom started to, oh, you know what, I don't think so. He was at your funeral. I saw how, you know, she was like, and I don't feel right about spying on her. And then he springs out, oh, no, no, she's a double. She's not really your mother. I do think that, that if nothing else, Howard thought that Scotty was a danger. Yes. Maybe, maybe not a doppelganger, but at least a danger. Yeah. But he used the doppelganger to create an emotional distance between Tom and Scotty mm-hmm. because they were beginning to get close and Tom was beginning to feel really bad about lying to her. It was becoming his mother, not his Mark. Exactly. And at that point, you know, and I thought very much, I, I did this rewatch in season six. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to really get we- my attention I, I thought that this in this rewatch, the most important thing for me was to understand Jennifer. Because Jennifer, to me, was all over the place. Her actions, her reactions, the facial expressions, the way she looked like a wet mop at the beginning, and then she appears in, 620, in, in 522, and she's a completely different person. And then she's all over the place, and she's like, like you know like this super bad bitch and and then she's like and i'm like this and yet i trusted the the writers and i trusted the actor i know fiona is a phenomenal uh, actress so i was so i'm like there is something here i'm not seeing and i know this is a clue and i think it's a very important one so i went back and I and I track out like what everybody who got into that into those bones identity thought, and I got to the conclusion that up until Ross, nobody's really saying that Reddington is not Raymond Reddington. They may think, oh, this is another identity. Nobody. Ross is even saying, I wanted to get into the room with the guy who sold me that that daughter bird. So here we are. So he's ready to take revenge on this guy as the guy who sold her the bird. And meanwhile, Red, and when we get to Liz, Liz is like, oh, there's a bag of bones in my father. And I'm like, this doesn't quite make any sense because it, in, in, this, in this moment, why would Liz be thinking that most people in face with a bag of bones that is identified as somebody, they would say, well, I guess either A, the idea is wrong or not, they would not think, oh, this guy just took the identity. Especially with as many botched <laughs> DNAs, uh, DNA tests exactly. they've had over the years. <laughs> exactly. So I started to think, what if what Jennifer did is exactly what Howard did? 
Jennifer knew exactly that Red is the, maybe not her father, maybe the bones in the back are her father. And maybe she wanted to take revenge of the father who abandoned her. And what better way, and the sister who had all the father's attention and all he was going around with her while she was, you know, stuck with Garvey, which, let's face it, was not exactly a price. And so she gets revenge on having her sister against her father and get revenge of two of the two of them. And the way to do that is to make Liz believe that he's not the real Raymond Reddington. Therefore... I remove that emotional thing and let's go and get him. And then everything that I saw in her performance was absolutely perfection. She was, I mean, she had this big smile. And, when, and Liz is like, and he's facing the death penalty. And, and, and Jennifer is like, <laughs> look like that, like the dog in, the, in, in that cartoon with the, you know, the dog that, <laughs> She could not contain the glee of having succeeded. And in fact, remember when she said, um, revenge is a bitch, especially when there is two of them? Yeah. Well, guess who was the two of them? Liz and Red. I'm going to use Liz against Red. I'm going to destroy their relationship and send him to death penalty. Yay. And then Liz says, well, he's he's searching to some surgeon who, who made it into him. And, and Jennifer is like, What? And you could see that she's like, what? I can't believe, I can't understand this. This is not happening. I think at a point she realized there's something about this surgery that I must need. And then she's like desperate to learn. So something in there, and, and I, anybody who's interested in, in, in understanding a bit more of that, just watch those scenes with her. They are priceless. Once you start watching them thinking, she was just making this thing up. Either remove a part of the of the DNA test, or or manipulate Liz in that highly emotional after she has been. And the funny thing is, Liz starts with a black eye, given by Ross on her, and she ends up with a black eye. So it's like. So that's what I wanted to share in terms of the crazy theories of the year. My rewatch landed yet another one. That's interesting. I'm. I need to go back and do a rewatch. Uh, let's see. Watch her scenes. Just o- you don't October, need to do the whole thing. October is insanity for me. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, I think that about goes through everything I've got on my notes. Oh, there were two things I wanted to say about Red. Mm-hmm. Um, one, there was that fantastic line that it was insane. Karma Pharma. Red- <laughs> huh? Karma Oh, that too. That was fun. Um, the next time you want to convince me I broke my spine, you better damn well break my spine. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was just phenomenal. Um, oh, and there was, there were just a lot of really good one-liners in this. I had a note back here um, under the, I, I'm doing air quotes, you guys can't see me, but mm-hmm. air quotes, Katarina. They gave her some great lines. Like, she, and she delivered them. I don't know the actress. I don't think I've seen her on anything else, but she delivered them. <coughs> delivered them very well. Uh, the whole bit about kindness and, you know, there's no room for kindness after she shoots the guy. And she then, has the other guy shoot the guy. She's not even shooting Well, that's people. true. And she says, and Birdie, say a kind word over his grave. It was just, <laughs> I mean, if you ever have an exit line, it was perfection. 
I was like, oh, I like her. <laughs> I want to see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a fascinating character. Oh yeah. And what do you think about she's going to end up being being um, Agnes' nanny? I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Um, well, they, they had the thing of her with with Agnes in the, you know, reading a book with her and all that. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I don't think she's Katarina. I don't think she's Liz's mom, and mm. so I that heightens the danger for me with that. Um, but my question is, Liz is having such a hard time finding nannies. What happened to, like, the two or three that she and Tom had? Are they just terrified to come back? Did they Probably. all get serial killed? I mean, <laughs> it's, you, I don't know. I guess, to Probably be fair. Probably lady, you're on your own. Uh, it's, I wouldn't blame her. Um, well, also, it's been, basically, Agnes had been out of her care for over a year, almost two years. Mm -hmm. So, in all that time, this nanny just moved on. Yeah, that's probably true, too. But I just, I have a hard time thinking that in a year or two, that suddenly every nanny in the area, that Liz and Tom could find one on their own. Several. I mean, because there were at least two that we got names of, and well, then suddenly she can't find anybody. Excuse me. Who there was a better person in reading people? Actually. Oh, that's true. Tom. <laughs> there you go. I Tom mean, did Liz, the interviews. I'm as sorry. As long as you're criminals, I can read you fine. But the moment you're normal, I got no idea what you're doing. Yeah. That, yeah, that pretty much sums Tom <laughs> I love that. Tommy's like, yep, I can, I can read you. I'm fine. Liz is the contrary. I'll read the criminals. You read the normal people. Yep. If they're in, if they're in codes, I can read them fine. If they're normal, mm -hmm. yeah. Tom was the one with the friends. Tom was the one who read normal people. Um, it's like, yeah, she, she. I mean, they together. And it's amazing how it was fun when, when I was rewatching the, the parts with Jennifer. Because as I was going through and, and watching five, season five was traumatic. But it was interesting how Tom made her light and Jennifer made her dark. Yeah. And yet she trusted Jennifer like nothing. Like, oh, sure. It's family. When she counts you as family, she trusts you. It's just the way Liz is. All right, um, I think that's about it. Uh, Catch us next time when yep. we finish this two-parter. We should be a lot of fun because we have stunt doubles for about everybody. <laughs> and Dom has a rifle. Yeah, I'm actually not going to be able to watch live this next weekend. It's uh, my alma mater's homecoming, so I'll be out of town. Uh, it's October's just so busy. So, so busy. But uh, we'll do what we can to get it uh, watched and recorded as quickly as possible. You can listen to us on iTunes, on YouTube, and SoundCloud. And you can talk to us on Twitter, on Facebook, and Tumblr. And I'm in Reddit if anybody dares in the jungle. I, I have a Reddit. I opened it, and I left it alone. So... That's that's the way I roll. <laughs> I tend to be a one one platform kind of gal. Um, All right, till next time. All right, guys. Bye.